Welcome to another exciting episode of 400 Thoughts. This is your host, The Driver. This is episode 18. Appreciate you. So last year, 2019, I read my oldest son, the Chronicles of Narnia books, and that was an extremely interesting adventure down very strange mythologies and Overall, I think the year did not end well for me when it came to the misses with the reading materials that I was reading my son because he just wanted to imitate King Edmund and King Peter and Jewel the Unicorn and especially Reepicheek, actually. His favorite character is everybody's, the correct answer for everybody's favorite character in the Chronicles of Narnia's book, Chronicles of Narnia books is Reepicheek. He's the best, he's the greatest, he's the MVP. He's basically the unsung, I'm going to say he's the unsung hero, but the overall theme, why the franchise was made, was for that mouse. That's He's he's the uh, the glue that holds it all together. Without Reepicheek, it's all, it's all, it's seven books of Silverchair, and, and nobody needs that in their life. They don't need seven versions of Silverchair. That's just dog shit. Anyways, I also read him The, uh, the Hobbit. I hadn't read any Tolkien books yet, and decided to start with, I guess, the easiest one, which was The Hobbit, which the only real reason why my kiddo wanted to read that one was because there was a giant dragon eye on the version that I happened to get. Um, So he was really excited to get to the dragon part, which Smog is in maybe 20 pages, maybe, for the paperback version that I have. And he doesn't come into the book until you get to about page 215 out of 305, again, on the version that I have. So he was waiting a long time to get to, to Smog, and yes, it it was worth it because it was kind of a thing that he could look forward to each night. Is this the night where the dragon's going to come? And so in getting excited about what we're going to read next, I was thinking about different authors or genres that we could kind of continue that were on along the same vein of the hobbit books or the narnia books kind of quest adventure books because it's i think it's it's good that a young boy wants to go fight dragons and stuff i think that's that's fine so i was thinking of a princess of mars by edgar rice burroughs because when i came across that book i thought it was freaking amazing though the version i have has no pictures in it which is unfortunate because that's kind of how i keep his attention some nights is he can see the pictures but i think the story is very interesting if he doesn't like that i was also thinking about doing um what's it called the phantom toll booth i was rereading that a little bit after I, i put him to bed last year and that is a funny funny book just the puns the little wordplay things it's it's a really fun book but what I was thinking about when I was reading the book was I don't know if my four-year-old is going to appreciate how like good this story is how silly and how just he won't get the jokes he'll just go straight over his head which is kind of sad because I'd, I'll probably try not to laugh while I'm getting to the next illustration the next page and I'll be a lot more I'll be getting more out of the book than he will even though the story generally is is pretty interesting by itself and it's also the same way with some of the original uh, Winnie the Pooh 
stories, not kind of the, the remade or the additional ones, just the traditional A mill um, versions. There were a lot of very kind of clever, silly jokes that I don't think maybe the kids got when you read it to them. And that's that's fine. And that's kind of the way that some movies are. Like, I know Pixar does kind of go out of their way to put some adult humor. Not like graphic, but they put a few jokes in there that is right up the alley of, of parents' kind of sense of humor. And I I remember when I was probably... 10 years old, 10 years old, watching a lot of Mel Brooks movies. And I'll have to say they were funny when I watched them, but I did not get nearly as many of the jokes now that I, like one of my favorite, I, I think is probably one of the most perfect comedy movies of all time is Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And I guarantee you when I was 10 years old, I did not get most of the jokes, but I got the physical comedy and the, just the goofiness. And I can tell by the, the tone and the, facial expressions of the actors what was going on generally but all the little nuances and and references to the original frankenstein frankenstein i'm not the original frank the original frankenstein frankenstein book was dog crap it was so stupid so stupid i made a monster and it's so ugly it's so bad because it's so ugly like how ugly could it be how ugly is it it's so ugly well you suck sorry mary shelley that that was a terrible book but the movie version from the 1930s that then had subsequent sequels and reimaginings and all that sort of stuff, all those illusions in Young Frankenstein, Frankenstein. something that you can see and admire and see how uh, Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks worked together to kind of make a nod to the classical horror genre, but also put in their little slapstick stuff. And it, it was a great movie. It's it's still a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's amazing. You're putting me on. But I didn't get a lot of it. I couldn't appreciate a lot of, or the fullness of the movie itself. And there's things like that besides just movies or books that definitely apply to little kids. Like They they definitely don't understand a lot of the humor and say commercials or some movies or, or whatnot. It'll, they'll get some of it, but they won't get all of it. But that applies to me as well. I know I probably don't have the most refined palate when it comes to food, but that's okay, I suppose. Like... If I had an extremely refined palate, would it also come kind of with the attitude of not being able to eat like junk food? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure people that write for um, kind of food magazines or journals or amazing chefs, I'm sure they might have the occasional Chick-fil-A or, or whatever is not the most exquisite dish that has crazy names, techniques that go into making it. I always enjoy the, the cooking shows up until the point when they're actually describing what it is because I don't know most of the words they're talking about, but it looks tasty. Is that a Would that be a bad thing as far as me not being able to appreciate how good food can actually taste? Or is that a benefit for me, just like it's a benefit for my kiddo to get maybe one out of five of the AML jokes or, you know, most of the most of the jokes in Toy Story, but not the ones that are more kind of adult reference. It's like, for example, Mr. Potato Head calling, or you think he's calling somebody a hockey puck, and it actually is a hockey puck toy, but that's in reference to an insult that he would give a lot in, in uh, Don Rickles' like, stand-up comedy. 
I make fun of the president. Why not? I make fun of everybody in the world. That's America. Laughing. Charlton Heston. I'm a friend. It's over. I'll tell you this. If you were Moses, I was a Mau Mau fighter pilot. <laughs> Is this too fast, Ronnie? Anyway, uh, he's sitting there looking at the program going, where does he say he makes fun of me? Where does it say that? Remember when you were governor and you used to walk over to my table? <laughs> now you're big and you're getting on my nerves. I'll tell you this. Is he laughing? If you see Marines coming towards me, go in the glory, glory, hallelujah, and shoot Webster. So the adults get it. That's funny. Hey, you put it not an adult like themed joke, but a joke that an adult would get in a Toy Story movie. The kids don't get it. But when they pan and they show that it's actually a hockey puck, the adults are like, hey, that was a good joke. That was clever how they did that. Yeah. Is that is it a is it a good thing or a bad thing that there are certain ways in which we can appreciate the better things or the best possible versions of certain things? For example, I don't know shit about cars. Don't know a thing. Though I enjoy with uh, again with my oldest son going to different car shows and stuff and I have the exact same expression and expertise that he has is, ooh, that's a really pretty car. Or we actually went to a a farm equipment show one time. It was a, there was a touch-a-truck event where you go and touch various trucks between bulldozers and cranes and fire trucks and go to see police cars and all that sort of stuff. It's a touch-a-truck event. And then after that, we were driving. We saw outside a random church there was a kind of auto show but it also had a lot of classic very very old school but you know repainted and um, fixed up tractors and so we went and saw the tractors I don't know anything about tractors but they were cool and you got a lot of pictures with them is it a problem that is it a good thing that there is a, a deficiency in different things that you can enjoy is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think for the most part, it's a good thing for two reasons. One, when I started reading more books with uh, my son and kind of exploring uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, it made me interested in checking out and rereading some C.S. Lewis books that I had. And that from Narnia, that led to uh, The Great Divorce and what was the other one? Uh, until we have faces and there was another one I was working on I can't remember but those were oh re rereading the space trilogy books that he had uh, out of us out of us out of the silent planet Paralandria and that hideous strength that his strength whoo it's a hell of a hell of a book lots of fun got if they turned that hideous strength into a movie, they would definitely need to bring Tarantino in for the last 50 pages because it is a bloodbath. It was insane. Um, or it was like the ending of A Cabin in the Woods. How? If you see, who was that? That was... Was that a Joss Whedon? I want to say it's a Joss Whedon production. But Cabin in the Woods, how everything just went crazy at the end. And had a mermaid, freaking terrifying mermaid. That's kind of how that hideous strength went. And I had forgotten about that. I remember reading 
Paralandria and being extremely bored by it and thinking it was the silver chair of the space trilogies. And and it mostly was. It mostly was a silver chair of the uh, space trilogy. But it was actually a lot better than I remember. And when I read it seven years ago, I probably didn't know what the author was alluding to or how the structure of his books were. I was just reading it straightforward. Okay, this is fine. But then when I was reading more of C.S. Lewis' books, I could see common themes or um, listening to a, a C.S. Lewis-based podcast, knowing kind of his history and his formation as a writer and as a scholar, what he what his style was. And so knowing those extra things make me ha- allow me to have the ability to appreciate things on a different level, a, a better level, I would say, because you, you get more out of it. You get more of the, the meat of it. And so that's that's a good thing. So kind of with additional reading for this ex- for this specific example, by reading more and maybe reading more of the same author, you can kind of see things or rediscover things that you hadn't before upon like the first time. For example, the, the book in high school, you know, I read, I didn't read actually in high school like at all, but the book that got me interested in reading again was... Victor Hugo's the, no- the Hunchback of Notre Dame. If I read that now, because I haven't read it in 13 years, it might be very different than how I remember it when I read it in high school. And that might be a good thing. I might be able to understand more about the characters because I know a little bit more about Victor Hugo, the the author. You You get more meat upon kind of the second second pass or when you expand your knowledge about a thing more for example if i was to actually try to understand and care about baseball it might actually be interesting for me to watch currently though watching paint dry is a lot more enjoyable for me to do than to watch a baseball game from start to finish so i've gone to a few like minor league games but the most fun out of that is just kind of hanging hanging out with people and then they do like stupid games in between if I understood what was going on more, I could appreciate it. And the same goes for, say, things that you're a fan of or enjoy that your significant other or your kids or your parents don't understand. Like, I am I cannot listen to country music on the radio because it sounds like it's the same song over and over and over. Now, if I understood the artist, if I had some history of that, or if I went listen to a different radio station that had maybe a little bit more variety between country songs I could maybe appreciate more I'd understand the history of country music I could understand that artist what makes them want to sing about their dead dog the wife that left them and whatever maybe it's possible right now I can't but I really do enjoy kind of 90s and early 2000s hip-hop I don't understand it as well as somebody else, but I remember listening to that growing up, and I really enjoyed it. And I can't really enjoy a lot of the hip-hop today because I don't understand what they're saying because they're just mumbling. I don't understand. There's no... There's no fun. It's not like... It's not like substantial or... 
it's crucial when you spit and rhyme the cipher with the beat that's quite useful but then there was breaking so you can stop that quite early cause i didn't like that i did that dance moves to hurt me but still find popping and locking to be mad nice now all my energy is used only the grab mics and rock or jurassic five hey i'm tuna fish from you and i t y do but die and i illuminati why do the liquid from my vocals make the ghetto start swimming forever winning i'm in it like metal argument i get goosebumps when the baseline thumps a sucker mc for style he had mine for lunch mark seven get you open like an attache three case in this case the for Deltron 3030 or who fuses the music with no illusions producing the blueprints clueless automator the fighter laws of nature electronic monolith throw a jam upon the disc the futuristic looping with the quickness hyper producing hydrogen fusion liquids keep your distance or most deaf i mean most deaf can we just listen to most deaf <laughs> My folks said they was in love when they made me I take the love they made me with to make rhymes and beats Can you feel? The raw deal is all real driven right. Contemplate the essence of beats, rhymes and living Speech aligned with the river right. Designed with the river Is the eyes keeping good time with the river I shine with the river The black star galactica Or, yeah But if I understood maybe the transition between different phases of hip-hop Maybe I can appreciate today's Maybe not, probably not I'm not holding my breath music appreciation that's that's another thing i was listening to a podcast where people were comparing their favorite pieces of bach nothing to contribute in that conversation i, I don't know musical notes i don't understand anything musically other than that makes my ears happy so to have an opinion about something like classical music i would like to have that that would be interesting not in kind of a snobby way but understanding classical music not because it's classical music but because it would just if i knew that piece it's just another piece of kind of the puzzle of kind of a a full map of different experiences and expertise or, or things for you to appreciate it's like trying new food it's not a it's not a bad thing it doesn't make it, you a better person if you've had better food from other countries but it opens up different experiences and different tastes to say "Ooh, i like that dish maybe i can try to make something similar if I have those ingredients back home or ooh, this was interesting it's just I said earlier there were there were two ways that having that gap in appreciation that gap of understanding is a good thing the first one was it it instills in you a hunger to pursue like hobbies so for example I enjoyed a certain series of books so that makes me want to either continue reading more or reading more of that author so it kind of gives you that that thirst for more education more experiences so that's the first thing the second thing is it allows you to kind of feel empathetic towards people that don't have those shared experiences so it kind of gives you that opportunity to i don't know if if i really if i really was open to new experiences or new challenges or new things, I could look for somebody who is an expert on that topic and try to glean from them all their experience or knowledge from it. Say, hey, Mr. So-and-so, you know a lot about country music. I don't know any. Could you explain to me, please, 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 why this music is not terrible? Because a lot of people dig it, 
especially where I live in Mississippi right now, and I don't understand what's going on. Could you explain that to me? Or if you are an expert of something, you have the, I wouldn't say responsibility, but you have the opportunity to share one of your passions with somebody. So I, I could try to explain to my wife the, the various differences between WWE wrestling, MMA, high school or collegiate wrestling, and I think that's and just straight jujitsu. Those are the four things that she thinks they're all the same thing. And I know she knows they're not. I think she should know the difference between it. But when it comes down to explaining the the four of those jujitsu, MMA, collegiate or high school wrestling, and WWE, they all seem to have roughly the same definition. So it's like, no, let me explain to you the difference between these four because they're very much different. And then she could tell me about the most popular sports ball in America, football, and say, hey, honey, these are the Buffalo Bills. They're not always the best, but they're my favorite team. And this is how, when they are doing good and they actually win games, this is how football is played. We're going to ignore the other games where they don't play very well, but this is this is the game of football. Enjoy. And I will try to understand and not get too, uh, too passionate. That's the, that's the other problem of I happen to learn something then I get too too excited about it to where uh, I had to cool off in 2014 from her showing me a few Buffalo Bills game and me being rather violent towards uh I wasn't I wasn't violent but saying some very disparaging things about uh the players say for the Dolphins which it's fine they're the Dolphins who cares but she would just look at me horrified like that's too far you need to you need to take it back a notch like just just chill out. It's like, I don't understand. I thought this was an aggressive game. I thought getting fired up and wanting to see the other team, you know, tear an ACL would, would be a positive thing. But apparently there's there are, I guess, limits to fandom as about how, how far you take it. So there's that. So yeah, the two things about the two things that I found that are a a good thing or positive thing about having a lack of experience or appreciation for it is one is the the hunger to branch out to new experiences to maybe return to things that you thought you knew and you can dig deeper in those things like like i'm sure i'm sure when i was growing up we i read the the lemony snicket sears and fortune events i'm sure if i reread those i would probably get more out of the, the jokes or the illusions that the author was making. Maybe not. Maybe those are pretty simple books. I can't, again, haven't read them in years. But but other stuff. If I reread Jules Verne or H.G. Wells, maybe I'll, I'll understand, especially H.G. Wells, more of what he was trying to say uh, politically and socially instead of just, ooh, adventure novel sort of stuff. Like a few years ago, I read The Island of Dr. Moreau, and holy crap. That was an intense book. It was, it was super intense. There was a lot. There was a lot going on in that book. I haven't seen the movie. I hear it was terrible, but still want to check it out. But yeah, there was a there was a lot going on between that and then reread Time Machines. I I really do want to like that book, but it's just it's, it never gets better every time I reread it, and that's really sad. But um, yeah having gaps in experience or being able to appreciate things. Oh, another one is I, I tried it. Maybe I did it wrong. 
Um, I tried to taste wine. I, I don't. I don't really like room temperature or warmer alcohol. I'm a classical American like that. It's got to be cold. It's got to be in a cold glass. And I, I went through maybe a, a month and a half of trying different wines. And I mean, it was fine. It was a different kind of uh, different kind of buzz. But it was really kind of didn't need it. But I might be doing it wrong. I might not be pairing it with the right food. I wasn't pairing it with any food. I would just open up the bottle and drink it all in about an hour and a half. And uh, that might not have been the correct way to appreciate or taste the wine. I don't know. Not a doctor. So two things for lack of experience or being able to appreciate things. Gets you hungry and it also humbles you to the gaps in other people's experiences and allows you to teach people, which I guess is kind of three. Hungry, empathetic, and teaching opportunity for you to teach other people or share your different hobbies or interests, share your knowledge. So yeah, I guess three, whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. So this has been episode 18. Appreciate you. Again, this is the driver. You can reach us at 400 thoughts period the driver at gmail.com or for at 400 thoughts on Twitter. If you have any questions, concerns, ideas for the show, can't really, I suppose, give me ideas because they're supposed to be random ideas that I come up to. But as far as the format of the show, I'm trying to figure out how far I can kind of push the licensing battle or criteria for the episodes. So I might be putting different samples in the different episodes to see exactly which ones get kicked back and which ones won't. If this one does get get through, it'll still be episode 18. But if it doesn't, then you'll never hear this podcast. So there's that. This one was for free, just for me, I suppose. But yes, the the publisher that I have through the the podcast, or what is it called? the Not the platform, but the, the host site, I suppose, got purchased by... What's the big one? Spotify? I think Yeah, I think they got purchased by Spotify. And Spotify was the only, only distribution, or not distribution, but the only, only kind of website or application that would not allow my podcast to go through because of copyright reasons. So I could put them on iTunes, I could put them on Podbean, I could put them on soundcloud i could go on all of those except for spotify it would block all those episodes so i couldn't put any there are no 400 thoughts on spotify and they just bought the company that i put the podcasts on and so i'm not sure i know people are have listened to the newer episodes the last three episodes so i know it's it's available but as far as what spotify is going to allow me to do no clue anyway This has been another exciting episode of 400 Thoughts, and I look forward to talking to you all again. All right. Just dog shit.
Frankenstein. You're putting me on. No, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Do you also say Froderick? No, Frederick. Well, why isn't it Froderick Frankenstein? It isn't, it's Frederick Frankenstein. I see. You must be Igor. No, it's pronounced Igor. But they told me it was Igor. Well, they were wrong then, weren't they? Uh, you were sent by Herr Falkstein, weren't you? Yes. My grandfather used to work for your grandfather. <laughs> How nice. Of course, the rates have gone up. Of course. Of course. I'm sure we'll get along splendidly. Oh, sorry. I, uh, you know, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I'm a rather brilliant surgeon. Perhaps I could help you with that hump. What hump? Let's go. <laughs>